it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey everyone, it's Brandy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I absolutely enjoy bringing this awesome content to you. Look, beauty professionals, this show is for you. And I want to make sure we can continue to bring our awesome guests and awesome information to help empower the beauty community all over the world. You can help by doing your part in making a small donation. You can check our link in the show notes and donate right on Anchor, or we'll have another link available for you to do so. Thank you so much for supporting. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you're sharing it as well. As always, stay great. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's a new day, a new week, and a new year. A new episode of the Business Beauty Network podcast. Happy New Year. Welcome, welcome. I am super excited. It's a new year. It's 2022. And I am ready for what's in store for all of us. And I'm just wishing you a prosperous new year. Thank you for tuning in today. I have some awesome content for you on today. I have been reflecting a lot. I know we all have getting ready. It's already the third day of the year. And I know I've seen many people already just grinding it out already, but I did try to rest a little bit, but I am in full force, ready to go. Just looking forward for a lot of new content and things that I have in store for the podcast. I definitely plan on doing more episodes, solo episodes myself during the week. So you'll be seeing those chats with Coach Brandy Taylor. Let me know what you're thinking of those. And we also have some more content in store. But I want to talk about what I've been reflecting on this year because I want to share the word of the year for me, which is believe. I normally pick a word for the year. And last year it was discipline because I felt like I needed more discipline. And I did achieve a lot of things and I felt like I did gain more discipline in 2021. And that's something I'm still always working on. But I also learned a lot of lessons. And I think 2021 for me was a year of lessons. One of the things that I learned is that I need to believe in myself more and to bet on myself. So that's my word for this year. It's believe. And I encourage you to do the same. One of my favorite quotes is all things are possible if you only believe. So you need to believe in yourself. We always believe in other people. We believe in other things and all of these things, but try believing in you. I really encourage you to do that. So that's my word for the year. I want to share a quick quote with you is attract what you expect, reflect what you desire, become what you respect and mirror what you admire. So I wanted to share that quote. I'm not sure who it's by, but I love that one. It's on a plaque I have on my desk here. So I wanted to share that quote really quickly. I plan on sharing more quotes and affirmations. In fact, I actually have a free ebook for affirmations. So you can check that out in the show notes. You can download that there. Also, definitely subscribe to our email list and subscribe to the podcast. Of course, wherever you're listening, make sure that you are subscribed sharing is caring. So share this podcast with anyone that you think would benefit with this awesome content. We would really greatly appreciate that. Connect with me on Instagram. Looking forward to connecting with you there. So make sure you follow me at I am Brandy Taylor on Instagram and on Facebook. Connect with me. Let me know how you're loving the podcast and any feedback is greatly appreciated. Also, if you have a particular episode that you're listening to and it's really hitting home with you, screenshot it, tag me in the stories. 
and I'll definitely reshare it. And sometimes I send out goodies to my guests that do that. So definitely make sure you're connecting with us there. Also, if you're on Apple, leave a review. Reviews really help people to find us. And we are on YouTube now. So I'm building that up. I'm going to be doing some promotions for YouTube. So definitely make sure you check us out over there. Some of the episodes, not all, but some of them will be video live recorded on the uh, podcast for YouTube. So definitely I'll let you know when they are on there so you can follow us so you don't miss a video upload. So now that all of that is out of the way, I have a phenomenal episode in store for you today. But before I share my awesome guests, I want to share one quick thing. I have some exciting news. Towards the end of last year, of course, we just, you know, ended the year, <laughs> but towards the end of 2021, I started a partnership with Gloss Genius. And I'm super, super excited about this partnership because as a coach for beauty professionals, I work with a lot of hairstylists and spa owners and, and estheticians and all of those things. We oftentimes talk about booking and just, you know, marketing and social media and all these things. And I understand that as busy beauty professionals, whatever it is that you do in this industry, it can become overwhelming to try to deal with all of those things like email marketing and text marketing and booking and, you know, keeping track of all of those things. So what I love about Gloss is it's like, the most affordable system that I know of that has everything accessible in one place for you. Like for your marketing, they have emails, marketing swipe files on there. They even have text marketing and all of those things. And so I've partnered with them to bring that to you. They're offering a discount through the Business Beauty Network for under $20. So therefore you'll receive your booking app for under $20 a month if you decide to go with Gloss. So check it out. What I like about it is they help you transfer everything. They make it all seamless for you. Also, they have, you know, bookkeeping, email marketing, text, all that stuff all in one. And it just makes it easier for the busy beauty professional and is very affordable compared to some of the apps on the market. So use the code BBN Boss. That's BBN Boss. And you can check it out. Download the app on your phone, whether you're on Apple or Android, just download the app there at the store. Sign up. You get the first 14 days for free. You don't even have to put a credit card in. So check it out, BBN Boss. Put that code in if you decide to sign up. It'll save you a few bucks off. And you can get the booking app for under $20 a month. So I just really wanted to share that because I think it's phenomenal tool to use for your business and it can really help you just have everything in one place, especially you know for us busy beauty professionals. Now let's talk about today's episode. So today's guest is Patrice McKinney. Patrice McKinney is the CEO of Encore Salon Suites. She currently has two corporate locations and one franchise locations in Atlanta, Georgia. She also has 10 years of experience in the beauty industry as a licensed master barber stylist since 2013. And she has experience working both in a traditional salon and salon suites as well. So the Encore Salon Suites was founded in 2017, and she trains on how to become a salon suite owner. She also trains on how to become a six-figure beauty business owner. So she has a, a variety of trainings that she offers, and her goal is really to impact the beauty community and just help us to have wealth and work smarter and not harder. We had a great conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy this awesome interview, and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor. We have an awesome guest today, Patrice McKinney. Welcome, Patrice. Hey, how you doing? Hey, hey, I'm super excited. I'm good. Super excited to have you here today. So, Patrice, before we get into Encore and all the awesome things you're doing with your business, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. 
Hmm. Well, believe it or not, a lot of people don't know that I'm an identical twin. Um, so there's another person that looks just like me walking around here, except she dresses a little differently. So <laughs> I'm more of the tomboy. She's more of the feminine one. Um, and then we have a younger set of twin sisters as well. So lots of twins run in our family. Oh, wow. Wow. So not only yes. you and your, and your sister, you also have a, more twins. Yep. They're 21. So your parents had two sets of twins. Yes. My mother actually was pregnant with three sets. She lost the third set. So she was just banging them out. <laughs> wow. Wow. I could not imagine. Oh, that's that's a busy household. It is. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I didn't realize you were a twin. So that's an awesome yep. fun fact. Thanks. Yep. So what is it like being a twin though? Like what can you share something like that most people Absolutely. would know when it comes Absolutely. to being a twin? So I, I think that you know it's what you make of it. And for me and my twin, my mother really taught us to really be close. So we're like best friends. So I love that I can confide in her. I can share literally anything with her. The only cons to it, I would say, is that you're always compared. So growing up, like as I mentioned, me being a tomboy, um, back when I was growing up in Michigan, it wasn't as accepted as it is now. So I was just always compared to her. Like, why aren't you as feminine as her? Why aren't you doing what she's doing? And vice versa. When I started to take off in entrepreneurship, they were comparing her like, well, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? So that's the only cons to it, I would say. Other than that, I think it's a beautiful thing, you know, to have someone that you start with from the beginning and you guys are just close friends. So we really, really enjoy it. And actually we work together as of recently, um, maybe about four months ago, she works full time with my company. So we're, we're getting growing, growing even closer. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell us your beauty story. Cause you, I know you have a beauty background um, mm -hmm. as a barber and all of that and working in. So how did you get into the industry? So I was first introduced to it. My mother and my sister were both braiders back at home. My sister actually went to cosmetology school, got her license. So when my mother would work at a salon, I would actually go in and do eyebrows. This is when I was like a teenager. So I would just do the eyebrows, but I always loved the environment. I always loved the smell of a barbershop. And I was like, man, I really want to do this. Um, but I was a basketball star and everyone was pushing me to be a basketball star. So um, it always stayed on my mind. I was like, darn, I would love to be a barber one day. Um, I went to college, graduated with a master's degree, had the opportunity to play professional basketball. Um, and I decided not to, got a lot of um, negative feedback about that. But my main reason was because the WNBA players just wasn't making enough money. Like pretty much if you had to work, if you work, played in the WNBA, you had to have another job in the off season. Really? I mean, they were lit, like the top Michael Jordan player would get like 80,000 a year. Wow. So I have friends in the WBA that would ask me to borrow money, you know? So I was like, well, you know, although it, it sounds fun, you know, maybe one day I own a WBA team. So I gave up basketball, moved to Georgia initially for um, entertainment. My twin and I, we had a group called Twin City. Um, so we did a lot of music modeling and things like that. And then in Atlanta, you know, it's the big hair city. So again, I started to see a lot of salons, barbershops, seeing really successful barbers and, and stylists. So I was like, man, this, this looks really fun. So I gave up my really good paying job as an operations manager to go work at Walmart overnight so that I could attend school throughout the day. Um, did that. Super fun experience. I made the best out of it. Cut as many, messed up as many heads as I could in school so that when I got out, you know, I would be good. Um, and, and that was pretty much the start of it. You know, that big sacrifice I made right then and there to quit my job, give everything up and, and jump into barbering. Um, I had did my research. I saw a lot of, like I said, successful beauty professionals 
Um, so I did that, worked in um, my first barbershop. I actually went to a barbershop that had just opened. So I got to kind of watch the process and worked out pretty good. I hustled, um, still passing out cars and everything like that. And then same thing, I went into this suite. I actually think I was going to give a service and I saw these, this building with a bunch of suites. And I was like, wow, this is cool. Like he's breaking the suites up. You can go in and lease it and make your own salon. So his was actually really big. Like you could lease space so big that you could really have a full out salon. So my very first suite was like a six chair mini salon. Again, I moved in there when they started the process before the walls were even up. So little did they know I was actually watching the process and watching them, you know, going there like, oh, they put the walls up. Oh, they did this. And so I worked there. Um, long story short, me and a partner, we partnered and opened our first um, salon suite called Synergy in Midtown Atlanta. Um, that was open for about, it's still open. We just parted ways like a year later and I started the Encore brand, which I have now currently. Um, we have three locations and we're about to open a couple more locations. So just a snapshot of my journey. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> it seems like one thing I can say about you, Patrice, is that like, you're kind of like me, like do something for a while. Even if you're great at it, you're like, okay, that ain't it. Let me move to the mm -hmm. next thing, right? Absolutely. But you know, what I want to tap into is interesting that even in like the WNBA and in, in, in the NBA, there's a huge pay gap amongst men and women. Like I didn't even, I knew it was a pay gap. I knew, of course I knew the women didn't get paid as much as the men, but I didn't know it was to the point where these women are, are making nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like literally a lot of college women's college basketball coaches are WBA players because they have to get a job in the off season. So what they do is they go coach at a college or they go overseas. But it's crazy because literally the men, there are some men that never touch the court. They get six figures. Wow. They get, they get fined 30 or 40,000 if they cuss on TV. That's their fine. Meanwhile, that's someone in the WNBA's full year salary, 40,000. It's bananas. Super mm -hmm. sucks. So that's maybe so one day it'll change, but. Yeah, hopefully so. But I didn't even realize, I didn't even notice it was that much of a gap, even in, the, yep. you know, even in basketball and sports and everything. So that's just interesting. But then like you, so you, you got it to your mom and, and sister Brady here. So, you know, Kaz was in your genes. It was in your mm -hmm. family. Now you became a barber and you're doing that, but that wasn't enough. So you saw these salon suites. And now mm -hmm. when you were working in these salon suites, did you automatically see it as something like, I can do this and this is something that I can grow and expand? Or did you just think like, well, maybe I'll have my own and just have one and then later mm -hmm. it expanded? Like, how did this all come about? Good question. So initially, I always wanted to open a barber shop. And that was before I even went to barber school. I said, I'm going to open me a shop. And I said, well, better yet. Let me go to school and become a barber. Um, so I wasn't even aware of the salon suites at all, literally, until I walked into this building. And I was like, whoa, you know, this is pretty cool. So I instantly started calculating the rooms and like, oh, OK, so this was pretty, pretty lucrative. So I instantly had in my mind, I'm going to do this one day, especially because the location I was at, I saw a lot of room for growth. And me being on the beauty professional side, I was able to really understand what the beauty professionals need. And I feel like the owner kind of lacked that. He didn't really understand and I think that's the benefit I have of being on both sides. So I said, you know what? I can do this. And I, and I see a lot of ways where I can do this even better. And I can make this smoother for myself as the owner and the beauty professional. So I just continue taking notes and saving up 
and eventually the opportunity came. I didn't necessarily think I would franchise because we are a franchise. We actually franchised last year. We have one franchise and we're actually about to sign another one. So we're starting to get a little momentum. Um, I would say I never thought that big. Um, and that's why it's important to surround yourself with the right people, because it was a, a friend of mine that actually said, hey, hey, Patrice, um, you know, you ever thought about doing like McDonald's and franchising and having people buy into your concept? And I was like, oh, I actually never thought about that. Then I looked into it and realized it's not as difficult as people may think. You know, as long as you find a good company, they'll pretty much walk through the steps. So didn't think this big. But again, thank goodness I had someone around me that did that shared that vision with me and I was able to um, adapt it and just continue to grow. And we're still growing. So. That's interesting that you say that franchise was, you know, wasn't as hard as you may have thought, because I think sometimes what stops us from making, you know, decisions and doing things is we, we think it, if we don't know it, it's hard, you know, it's exactly. like researching and finding out how to do it. And like, I didn't like, you just said it was a company that helped you to do, I didn't even know there was companies that would help you to yeah. do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just to even know that, but if, but I'm not looking at franchise either, but if you, if you're looking to do that, there's researchers, companies, there's, there's things that can help you to do those things. And I, like I said, I didn't even realize that. So tell us a little bit, like what that process was like, you know, because because you this is something recent you just franchised within the last year. Correct. So the company really helps out a lot. They pretty much just kind of tell you what to do. They request information. You, you basically, a franchise pretty much is you putting together this big packet that they call the FDD, the Franchise Disclosure Document. It's literally like a hundred and something pages. It has everything in there, your colors, how the business will be ran, um, the territory and all that type of stuff. So what they'll do is they'll send you questionnaires, excuse me, and they'll ask you different questions and you will answer them. Some of it, some of it took a little bit of time just to make sure we had good, accurate information. Um, but you will literally, they'll send in a questionnaire format, you will answer it and they'll plug it into the document. So that took, I want to say, it took a total of maybe 45 days. And that was us just really taking our time and making sure the manual and everything was very detailed um, and just kind of back and forth. You know, I still had other obligations, but I would say 45 days to become an official franchise and have the paperwork and everything. So as long as you as long as you can get the job done and, and send the information when they request it, they do all the hard work for you. And like you said, that's just such a great point, because a lot of times I think we automatically count ourselves out. Like you said, if we don't know it, we think it's difficult or we go off of what someone else said. Someone else may have said it was difficult or they may have had a difficult experience. Or a lot of times we listen to like our parents and stuff that think everything is so difficult. And nowadays things are a lot more easier. You know, it's just a matter of you doing your research and finding it out. So, yeah, yeah. franchising is not as difficult as you think. It costs um, anywhere between like 15 and 25,000, depends on the company. It's a one-time fee and then you, you'll be all set forever. Okay, that was my next question. I was going to ask you was an expensive process. So you answered mm -hmm. that one. Yep. Yes. So how has this, so you have uh, the one franchise location in Georgia, right? Correct. So um, how many suites is in this particular location? Okay. The franchise, we have 16 suites at their location okay. um, and they love it. They literally started in August and are already, they're about to sign a second location, like within this week. We literally this morning, I was looking at location. So We've really created a, a system that's just a breeze for them, and they and they really like it. Uh, we have a Sandy Springs location that's our newest location. It's going to be our flagship location. It's opening in about three weeks. We're like in that last ten percent of trying to do the finish, finishing touches on it. 
That one is bigger. That one has 24 suites. Um, that was our first full build out. So I've had experience with partial build outs, small build outs, big build outs. Um, but this was our first um, complete build out, meaning there was nothing in the space. So we had to put the walls and everything in there. Um, and we also included an education center in this location. Reason being is nowadays, you know, everyone's teaching, everyone's doing content, everyone's doing like one-on-ones. Let me teach you how to install a wig and stuff like that. And they're, they're going out and renting spaces for their classes. So we just made like a content room slash education room for the beauty professionals that are all the to come and shoot their content and, and have classes, seminars, things like that. Awesome. So do they like, is that something that's included like in their rent or do they have to pay to use the space or how does it work for the education center? So we give them a discounted rate. Um, you know, we, we, we were considering maybe allowing other people to come in. We're just going to see how busy we are with just the encore beauty professionals, but we're giving it to them for a very, very um, cheap rate. I think that's awesome because I mean, look at you like right on top of, because if you think about this day and age, um with social media as beauty professionals are trying to build their brands they need that like they need mm -hmm. to be able to shoot their content they need to show their work and have good lighting and have a setup for it and there's that's something that they might outsource anyway so why not have it exactly. in house right exactly yeah, I think that is awesome patrice I, yeah that is that's awesome that you offer that i think that's a great um you know, element to have in your, uh, as a part of your suites. Now, because I was actually, my next question, I was going to ask you about the education piece as well, because you, you said earlier, you know, you have a background in the industry as a barber. And um, so you understand what it's like to build a business, to have clients and to be in a suite yourself. So you can like really help them because I, the suite thing is really blowing up. And I know it's lucrative and I know a lot of people just want to have their own thing in their own space. And it's great mm -hmm. for that reason. Mm -hmm. But what I find is a lot of times stylists will go into a suite, but maybe they don't have the clientele. You know what I'm saying? To sustain it. Like they can't afford Absolutely. that rent if they don't have the clients coming in. So um, what are you doing to like help them with that? Like do you educate them in any way or offer any services that will help them on a business side? so that they can, you know, have run a successful beauty business while they're in your suites and everything. Got it. So I don't offer any like direct services. If you lease a suite, I do the hair and beauty education on the side. But what we do is to keep this semi S&T, to keep this business smooth and, and so that it requires less work. We just have a qualification process. I think that's where some of the salon suite owners go wrong is they just take anyone's money. Right. I would much rather a suite sit vacant for a month you know, and wait for a qualified tenant, then to just have somebody come in, it's going to be in and out. You're going to have a revolving door now. So we actually require that you have a clientele before you move in. We check, we'll look at your booking site, we'll look at your social media pages like that. And we let them know, you know, this is for, we want to make sure you're successful, you know, so we don't want you to come in here and have to struggle. Um, and of course, on our end, we don't want to have to keep, you know, um, releasing the suite, but we make sure that they're qualified. And if they're not, we just encourage them to go to a traditional salon or barbershop, build up their clientele, and then come to the salon suites. I wouldn't recommend that um, any beauty professional, especially right out of school, go straight into a salon suite unless they just have booming clientele. You know, everybody's excited to get into the suites and decorate and make it their own, but I wouldn't rush it. You know, you, you definitely have to have the clientele because also most salon suites don't really have walk-ins. You know, they don't, most people don't walk into a, a salon suite. So you really need your clientele. Um, for it to be a smooth process for you. 
And who does that? I love that, Patrice. You tell like you not only make sure they have a clientele, but you, if they don't, you're like, okay, go work somewhere, get some yeah. experience, which is what they need to do instead of just exactly. taking their money. Because all money ain't good money. Exactly. And like you said, you don't want them to get in there and they in there for two months and then they have to, you have to take them to court and do all this stuff. Right? Exactly. And I didn't let them paint and hang this. Now I got to restore the suite. So then, then they got to, you know, I don't, you know, we very rarely have late payments. Again, that's because we make sure we have qualified beauty professionals. When you get those beginners, you know, you, it comes with a lot of issues and a lot of beginner issues, you know? So we, again, I tell people we like to work smarter, not harder. So we just make sure we have the qualified people and we set them up for success. I love that. I love that. So now you have, like, you're, you're looking for a new location, you're franchising, um, uh, is, are you franchising Encore or is it? Yeah, we franchise Encore. Yeah. So okay. we already have one franchise. We have a three unit deal already signed. So basically what that means is anybody in the world can open and start their own Encore. We would literally guide them the entire way, hold their hand throughout the entire process from finding the location, marketing, filling the suites, pre-leasing, the build out, everything up into grand opening. Even after that, keeping your suites full. So they have ongoing support forever when they become an Encore franchisee. Okay. So that means that you're opening two more for sure. Cause you have the three. Correct. We have the three. Okay. Yep. And then the franchise is about to sign one and then we're going to open another one. So we have two corporate locations, one franchise, and then we have another franchise and another corporate location coming. Awesome. You create your own thing. You have your salon suites, your franchises. So you're helping other people become business owners as well and educating them but not only that, you also educate beauty professionals as well. So share that with us. It's like how you, because I know you have courses and all of these things. So it's like, bring us into this because um, you're doing so many great things for the industry. <laughs> Thank you. Really, because you know what? I feel like we, this is such an awesome industry. I feel like it is a recession-proof industry, no matter what. People always want to look good and get their hair and stuff done. But I feel like it's the one industry that doesn't really have guidance like what's life after that like if you yeah. get injured what happens you know we're, we're kind of stuck here it can be like a trap um so I took a lot of pride in just making sure I try to educate beauty professionals as much as possible with how to scale how to operate professionally um retirement plans and all of that so I, I do a lot of free um information on my social media page I post um just a lot of different clips and stuff like that I've also been taking people along the journey of me building this other salon suite um, and I do have next year, actually a six figure beauty course coming where I'm going to really show people how I was able to scale, um, and how they, they too can scale in this business, you know, working less, uh, but you know, more rewards. It's all about just having structure and being organized. You know, people say this industry is saturated, but I always say not with qualified beauty professionals, right? So there's a bunch of unlicensed beauty professionals out here. And if you just do things professionally, that that's really what separates the goods from the, the great from the not so great. You know, there's so many beauty professionals that have these crazy policies and they don't show up and they're crazy late or they have you in there for 10 hours. If you can avoid that stuff, you'll be good. So what I'm trying to do is just put a course together. It's pretty much done. I'm doing it on the final stages, but showing them how to do that and that it's not that easy it just I mean it's not that difficult it just takes time for you to just kind of structure it and um yeah so I'm really really excited about that if you haven't heard of gloss genius and are serious about improving your beauty business I suggest you check it out 
Gloss Jeans has become one of the industry's leading booking, marketing, and payment apps, and it's the only one that's smart, stylish, and here to support you. Tens of thousands of independent and small teams across salons or spas nationwide trust Gloss Genius to help them run their business. We can see why. You get beautiful, customized booking websites, easy client marketing tools, and the lowest fees on built-in payments and many more features for one low monthly price. The best part is that the Business Beauty Network podcast listeners get 20% off your monthly subscription, which makes your subscription under $20 per month. On top of that, the team at Gloss Genius will move all of your client info over, any notes, upcoming appointments, and services for free within a couple of days of signing up. To sign up for Gloss Genius, download the Gloss Genius app in your phone on the App Store and enter the code BBNBOSS. That's BBNBOSS. You will find more information in the show notes. Awesome. So since we're all, since we're on the subject of that, like the uh, course that you have coming out in the, in a new year, can you share like since you've been working with beauty professionals and you've been in the industry, just a few things that you're gonna cover in the course without giving us all the goodies, but just a few things that you find that beauty professionals lack and that that is uh, keeping them from scaling and having successful beauty businesses. Yep, I think the number one thing that they lack is just organization. You know, a lot of beauty professionals take appointments through text message or they open their schedule on every Sunday for the following week instead of having their whole month open. And I think that they're just working harder than they need to. So I show them how to um, automate everything for the most part, like even their appointments, their follow up. You know, there's certain softwares where while you're sleeping, it can send out a message to all your clients and, hey, you haven't booked in a while. Um, but basically, I'm showing them how to automate it, um, how to create like a VIP service, um, how to handle late fees and things like that. Um, other ways that they can scale, other ways that they can generate income within this industry, how to budget so that they can really save and go to that next level. Um, the importance of just keeping track of their money not running from taxes because people don't understand the only way you can truly scale is if you report your income. You know, people mm-hmm. want to see on paper that you're actually making that money. You know, in this industry is so, so much cash. So I try to get people away from the cash so that they can um, have accurate reports so that they can scale their business and eventually open whatever it is they want to do, you know, whether it's a salon or a completely different business, but showing them how to just diversify their portfolio as well. Once they structure the beauty professional side, then how they can step outside of that. Sometimes they're just so consumed in being a, a stylist that they just have no life outside of that. They work from eight to eight, they come home, they're tired. They didn't respond to emails. They don't have anything automated. So they become overwhelming. And that's when the unprofessionalism and stuff starts to kick in. Mm-hmm. So just trying to show them how to prevent that and make it easier on themselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, that definitely, all of that sounds like something that's needed for sure <laughs> within the industry, <laughs> for sure. So and I love that, like teaching them, like not only just the numbers, but how to have a VIP service, because what I really realized in the industry is that it's not really hard to stand out, like you said, like you said, they say it's a saturated industry, but it's not hard to stand out because most people are not operating professional businesses. So if you get your business in order, you're operating and you learn how to do these things and understanding that 
nobody expects you to know these things because they don't teach you all of this in cosmetology school. These are right. something that you do have to learn on your own. So be open to getting the education and learning how to do it the right way so mm-hmm. that you can scale your beauty business and have a successful beauty business. This is a multi-billion dollar industry. Exactly. I want to see more of us, the people that look like us tapping into that, you know? Exactly, exactly. Because you see a lot of beauty professionals that like, I know a lot that are super busy. And they, it appears that they're just doing so great, but they're still stuck because mm-hmm. they're so busy, you know, servicing clients. They haven't even had time to figure out how to scale. And I think that's where people get stuck is they don't really know what to do or how to do mm-hmm. it. And so that's what my course will be there for. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. they're at that, like that booked and broke stage. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Like you're booked out. <laughs> Everybody's coming to you, but you, you can't have time to do nothing. You'll have no money to do nothing. You're just always working. And right. it's just like, yeah, it's a lot of people at that stage because there's a lot of different things going on. They need to raise their prices. They need to put exactly. systems in place, like you said. So yeah, definitely. Exactly. There's a lot going on there. So for exactly. sure, for sure. Yep. But moving, like after you get past that, like, so now you have your, you have your business at order, you're scaling your business and you're running a successful business, but now you want to open a, a suite or you want to open a salon. I love the fact that you have a course for that because I don't see too many courses on how to franchise and open your own salon suites. Right. So honestly, that's really what, um, you know, interest, you know, sparked my interest in having you on and just really, Mm -hmm. because I love that you're educating people on this. So I know you have your course on how to uh, start a salon suite business. Uh, Share a little bit about that as well. Sure. Absolutely. So that is completely different from the franchise. Just to be clear, the franchise, again, you'll be, you'll actually be opening an encore and you'll have ongoing support forever. Literally, I'll be holding your hand. With this course, I'm pretty much providing the blueprint. Um, You don't have as much support because, of course, you're not with the encore brand, but you can definitely take this course and start your own brand. So, you know, not every, every, you know, every, some people want to start their own brand. So I gave people the option. So within that blueprint, I'm still giving you everything you need to know. Um, I've just taken all my experiences. It took me literally literally about maybe eight months to really put it together because I wanted to make sure it was digestible and that it covered everything. So I just had to continue going through different experiences and then, oh, let me add that in the course. But in the Salon Suite course, which is available right now at thesalonsuitemodel.com, I'm teaching you how to find a location, what to look for, the build out, you know, what to look for when hiring a contractor, what to look for when hiring an architect, um, this, this, the, the size of the suites, the design, um, pre-leasing, because the goal is to pre-lease the suites before we actually even open. So you want to start giving tours like maybe 30 days before you actually get your certificate of occupancy to open. So I teach people how to pre-lease the suites. Um, the marketing, you know, social media is real big. So I get my marketing secrets and how to, to market your suites, how to manage it. I, I still teach you how to automate the business um, and management tips and things like that. Um, up until keeping your suites full, right? Because everybody's like, everybody teaches you how to start the business, but who teaches you how to keep it successful? So even after that, I teach you just how to stay, uh, keep your suites full and things like that. And then we also have a Facebook group if you purchase the course. So uh, myself, along with everyone else who purchased the course, we can all kind of just chat and answer questions on there. And also with the course, you do get one um, call with me a month um, to answer any questions. So still lots of support there, but that's for people who just really want to open their own brand. Yeah, I think it's it's great because um, 
I, I was I haven't seen a lot of that out there in the industry. And I know I see a lot of companies popping up with more and more suites. And, mm-hmm. you know, you start to wonder, like, how easy is that? Is that something? Is it an easy process or whatever? So I love that mm-hmm. you're taking people through the process and even coaching them through like those little things, like keeping them full. Mm-hmm. And that, no, that really ain't little. That's big. Right. So like, <laughs> keep them full. And, um, <laughs> And, you know, marketing and all of those things that, that it, and managing it and all those things that it takes to uh, run a business. Can you give, like, for someone that may be looking to open their own suites, um, can you give a tip or two that you, like, a secret or something that you kind of share in uh, what you teach? Sure, absolutely. Well, it's not as easy as it seems. Like you said, like, you know, people think it's just throwing up walls and and those are the people that are just letting anybody come in and they have revolving doors, right? So it has to be done a certain way. And I think people rush into it. And I mean, I know so many other salon suite owners and I listen to their stories and I feel bad because I can't even relate. I just sit there like, wow, you're going through that? Like, that's crazy, you know? But again, it's just really automating everything. So I would say have patience, you know, especially right now with the build out of things just kind of taking a little bit longer. Um, but just do, do your research, do your research in the area that you decide to open in. Um, don't be, you know, too pressed about it being in a high traffic area because with salon suites, again, they already have their clientele. Um, so it doesn't have to be like on a main street, you know, like a traditional salon will probably need to be. Um, and just making sure you have qualified beauty professionals. So actually having like a qualification process, actually having an application. You know, I think that's really big. You want to make sure you get qualified people in so they don't drive you crazy. Um, but just staying ahead of the game. Like I said, automating everything and just staying very, very organized. And most importantly, too, is just communicating. You know, once you're full, it's not to just abandon the beauty professionals. I think the reason why our turnover rate is so low is that even when we're full, I'm still communicating with them, letting letting them know that I still support their business and just showing appreciation. So, you know, they they build a family. We do events and, and we kind of create like a family environment. And people want to stay. So um, just first believing that you can do it. Um, and just doing your research, taking your time, having patience, and I think you'll be good. Now, what do you think has contributed to your success thus far within it, you know, this business? I think what I just said, honestly, was just the communication part of it. Like, I know so many salon suites where literally they don't even know who the owner is or who the manager is or anything. They literally give them access they don't even sometimes know who their neighbor is. And that's one thing we actually do different with our concept is a lot of salon suites fully furnished, right? So they put the shampoo bowl and the dryer inside of the suite. Well, what we've done is we, we've actually created like a share space. So we don't necessarily put all the furniture in the suite. We have like a common area with shampoo bowls and dryers that everyone can step out and utilize. And what that does is that gives them the opportunity to socialize with other beauty professionals. They become friends, they hang out. And, you know, they stay here for a long time. On top of that, as the owner, it saves me a little bit of money on the build out. Um, but I will say, you know, what contributed to my success is me just really believing and staying consistent. You know, even when my suites are full, like I said, I still take things serious. I don't get too comfortable. Um, but that communication, I think, is what goes a long way. Um, people really like, they have a lot of great things to say about Encore because they know that we care about their business. So I think that that really carries our company um, a long way. Now, what do you see um, for yourself and Encore and your businesses within the next five years? What, What do you see in the next five years? Five years, I would say we should have 20 to 30 franchise locations worldwide. 
Um, I, I only want to keep about maybe three corporate locations for myself. The rest I want to franchise. Um, I see myself being one of the number one hair and beauty educators. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it when it comes to, to that industry. Just just truly dominating in every way I can and spreading the word and giving the knowledge to as many people as possible. And as a hair and beauty educator, like what's your overall mission? To get these beauty professionals on track so they can have so they can have their future set. Because like I said, it's such a trap and everybody's so trapped in this industry. So I just want to, you know, see the shift in more qualified beauty professionals and just seeing us transition out from behind the chair, whether that means salon ownership or, you know, even in my course, I give other investment ideas too. So, um, you know, just my goal is to, to help people have more freedom and and still be blessed financially so I love that I love that for sure for sure (laughs) yeah because I think you know that's what definitely what we need this industry needs as much support (laughs) as we can get and I want to see I want to see more successful beauty professionals I know I see the potential but like Mm -hmm. you said so many people get caught up in that trap and just never Mm -hmm. get beyond it and I just want to see more people get beyond it and you know become exactly. successful and thrive but like you say you you can be behind the chair for a certain amount of time but you know you can grow and scale and go beyond that and exactly. it's still be, it's still it's still serving the industry and I think that's what you're doing you know you're not behind the chair anymore but you're still serving the beauty industry for sure absolutely absolutely awesome so what are you excited about like you did you doing so many things do you have anything coming up like anything that we did discuss for the new year um, well, I'm really excited. Next year, I'm going to be doing more speaking engagements. So I've been speaking at some of the schools here. I really like going to the schools and preparing them as they enter into this industry. Um, I look forward to speaking at Browner Brothers. I should be that's pretty much confirmed. I'll be speaking at Browner Brothers. Um, but I'm just looking forward to bigger opportunities to reach more masses, more of the masses at one time. So a lot more speaking engagements. Um, I have the courses going. Um yeah, I'm sure I'll think of something else new at the top of the year, but right now, <laughs> that's pretty much priority. So. Well, I got it. Well, there, there's already a lot of moving pieces. So. <laughs> right, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah, it definitely is. Well, Patrice, I, I definitely have enjoyed having you um, on the podcast. I'm sure you've shared a lot. Uh, before we go, I just want to ask you the last couple of questions. I'd like to ask some of the guests to come on. Sure. So can you tell like, so how do you stay motivated? Like you got a lot going on. You're building franchises, teaching courses <laughs> and coaching and speaking. Like how do you stay motivated? Very true. Well, well what I've learned lately, because there was a point in time where I definitely felt overwhelmed. I felt like my anxiety was really high. And it was at a time where I just wasn't organized. And that's why I just pitched that so much to people. Stay organized, because as soon as you lose it, you become overwhelmed and you fall out of love with it. Um, But staying, um, I'd like to dedicate like the first 30 minutes to 45 minutes a day to myself. Um, That's been, I've been noticing a difference in that. I normally would just jump up and get straight to work. And I think that's what kind of made my anxiety um, increase. But I think giving time to myself first, when you're so busy, make sure you show yourself some love, whether that's just waking up the first 30 minutes, not touching your phone, meditating, listening to some music that that stimulates you. Um, And then also just watching what I consume, right? Whether on social media or TV. Um, So I try to watch motivational people. I try to watch people that are already in positions that 
I'm looking to get to. Um, I listen to people like E.T., his motivational speak, speak, um, speeches and stuff like that. So I try to feed myself and take advantage of social media as much as possible because it can it can have a flip side to it. So I think that's the, the most important thing is having that balance. You know, there's so much negativity on social media and, and you always see people, you know, you can, you know, for example, someone who wants to start a salon suite business, right? They can either go online and look at someone like me who's successful, or they can go see someone who's crying and say, I was the worst industry ever, right? There's wins and losses in every industry. So as long as you can understand that, um, and like I said, do your research, you'll be good. But I just try to feed myself motivation from everywhere that I can. Reading, I try to read sometimes. And that's pretty much it, because I don't have m- many friends. So I definitely have to do a lot of self-motivating, uh, too, so... Now, what's your favorite book? I like the, is it the Four Agreements? Have you, have you read that one? I like mm-hmm. that. You know, that one's just, I think that just helps with life in general. Like you should read that just relationships, business relationships, just any, just dealing with people in general. I think that kind of helps you just coast through life a little bit smoother. Awesome. What's yeah. either like your favorite tool or app that you use to operate a business? Hmm. You always well, talk about organizations. Be- so what keeps you organized? Girl? I know, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so we have this app called Salon Suite Solutions. And so that really helps us with the salon suites. We really manage everything on there. The payments, uh, maintenance requests, reports, everything is on this website. So that really helps us for the salon suite business. In regards to just my life in general, um, I love the notes app <laughs> because I'm always out thinking and, and it's like, you have to write stuff down. You know, we'll think of something good and we'll say, okay, I'll write it down when I get to the office. No, um, I grab my phone all the time and I'm like, boop, 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 boop. So um, then I come home and try to organize it. But I would say that in my calendar, just because I really try to structure my meetings and just plan out my day and my whiteboard. <laughs> so I try to write um, like my weekly goals out um, every week on the whiteboard as well. So Awesome. Well, do you have any uh, last things you want to share with any beauty professionals out there? Um, I would just say to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. Um, a lot of beauty professionals don't even understand the importance of a mask. They think it's for looks. No, it's to really preserve your body and make sure you don't get aches and things like that. Or they hunch over and then they get back problems when they get older. So I think it's just really take care of yourself. Don't neglect yourself. You know, sometimes we're so busy servicing other people. Even if it's starting out the day, like I said, with that 30 minutes, it will make such a big difference in your day if you just dedicate that to yourself. So make sure you make yourself a priority. I think when you do that, everything else will naturally fall in place a little bit easier. Um, And just stay on the side of professionalism. That'll really separate you from the rest. You know, treat your business like a business and not a side hustle. and, um, And you'll do great. Awesome. Awesome. Tell everybody how they can connect with you. Awesome. So my social media page is Sway, S-W-A-Y underscore the pro, T-H-E-P-R-O. Um, the Salon Suite course is available at the Salon Suite model.com. Uh, yep. And as far as the six figure course that I have for the beauty professionals in January, um, if you just stay um, in touch with like my social media, and my websites, I'll have dates on when that'll be released. Awesome. Awesome. Patrice Sway McKinney, everybody, make sure you connect with her. All of her information will be in the show notes. As always, stay great and we are out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe. 
Check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I want to hear from you. Email me at info at businessbeautynetwork.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and Facebook at I am Brandy Taylor. I want to connect with you, so let's stay connected. And remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.